Hey, hey, welcome to Bonus Barrel. Almost a gentleman, but Shelby is a, a person. Just like all, just like everyone, Seiji. Just like you and I. Yes. Shelby, too, is a person. Equal rights. E exactly. <laughs> Shelby, how do you feel being, uh, you know, I let you be a person? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god. Um, so, have you guys heard of Mutant Mud with two Ds? No. Well. It was an indie game from like I think 2013, side scrolling, uh, 2D looking game. Oh, yes. I think it's semi popular. Well, 2D platformer, right? That's correct. Okay, I, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, limited run released physical copies of it and uh, of Mutant Muds Deluxe and Mutant Muds Super what, Challenge. platform? P uh, Vita. And PS4. Vita. I gotta put for mine for PS Vita because I like uh, mobile or I like handhelds. Uh, I think it's available. It's gonna be available on Switch, but not physical. So. Bleh. Uh, yeah, so I thought I would would I just want to plug limited run at all costs because it's the best site ever Actually, no, I don't because I don't want people getting them before I do. Nope. Do not go to limited run Terrible site. All right. So remember remember like was it a year or two years ago? This is pre Shelby. I don't even think she was born at this point um, oh, yeah. There was uh, the game facts. They had their yearly battle and that was the that was the one where Undertale had won and There's been people who are upset that Undertale won uh, game of whatever anyways so now this year's one is best year in gaming which i thought was kind of interesting uh and they do have some current brackets but uh yeah it, so interestingly enough we have they're at the quarterfinals now but um i, th I thought i might just run through and mention a, a quick few uh, years that are that are winning uh yep. 1995 uh i don't know i don't know what comes out in these years but if you guys do well shelby won't but if you know what comes out seiji uh-huh. What Super Mario RPG was that 95 or 96? That's 96. Yeah, well, win. 2001 what, like Donkey Kong Country 2 or something. Yeah, maybe. 2001, 2008, 1997, obviously, because Final Fantasy 7 came out that year, it's the best year in gaming. Parappa the Rapper came out that year as well actually, and Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It's a pretty good year. And then it's, there's uh, 2000, 1996, 1991. Anyways, it's just listing okay, off numbers so doesn't mean anything. There's this notable notable games. What is it again? 1996? 1996 is... Oh, 95 is, was the first one we were talking about. Oh, 95. That but 90, is... But 96 on the list too, so... Chrono Trigger. Oh, good Earth, game. Earthbound. Yep. Yoshi's Island. Nailed Panzer it. Panzer Dragoon. Awesome. Rayman. Cool. Full Throttle. Okay. And new platforms <laughs> that year: PlayStation, Saturn, Virtual Boy. So, damn, one of those platforms clearly makes 1995 pretty awesome. Well, 1995 is is right now in the quarterfinals against 2001, and it has not been decided yet. And that's the Virtual Boy, of course, right? I think Virtual Boy is winning it for sure. Uh, Virtual <laughs> Boy pushes it over the edge. I I see actually 95 taking the whole thing because of the Virtual Boy. Uh, you have like uh, what is it? Uh, Mario's um, Hotel, uh, uh, Galactic Pinball, 
Robo Teleboxers. Uh, <laughs> yes. Red Alert. Red, uh, red Alert. Ten times better than Blue Alert. Sixteen times better than Violet Alert. There you and go. the Virtual Boy had the exclusive Red Alert. So because its what, system was entirely red. What was the other year? Uh, the one that's 95 is going against right now is 2001. Which I believe Final Fantasy X came out that year. 2001. Yeah. That's... Oh, Shelby's going to like this. It has Halo Combat Evolved. Nice, <laughs> Shelby. There you go. Grand Theft Auto 3. Shelby, Fantasy another. Also a good 10. game. Yeah, Super 10. Smash also Brothers Melee. Yeah. Game. Silent Hill 2. Cool. And new platforms that year, the GameCube, Xbox, and Game Boy Advance. That's so it's a pretty good year. It's a robust year. Yeah. Damn. I, I think it's going to be... Oh, I don't know. 95 is pretty, has a lot of good games, though, and the Virtual Boy. So that's a tough, a tough win. Right I now, think 95 will get it. Well, right now it's 1997 versus uh, 2007, and I voted okay. for 97. I can tell you right now. Yeah, no, final... no, well, 97 is your year. Yeah, well, it has F7, Parappa the Rapper, uh, GoldenEye, uh, 007 for the N64, and... And the Game.com. Remember the Game.com? <laughs> game. It's a handheld. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so that came out in 97 so there you so go so winning year but and Portal against against what year 2007 and it's losing by 2007 is losing by a lot right now just so you know so but 2007 has great game Mario Galaxy Super Mario Galaxy yeah Bioshock yep. Halo 3 another Shelby it's game another Shelby game that's mm-hmm. right it's a good um, game Mass Effect and the yep. Orange Box which is <gasps> Portal Team Fortress 2, Episode 2, Half-Life. Too bad, 2007. You just can't handle it against FF. I mean, against uh, 1997. By the way, if uh, whatever year FF6 comes, uh, whatever year FF6 is in, if that loses, if that year doesn't beat 97, then we know it's because FF7 is a better game. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, That must have been, like, what, 94 or something? Uh, I think it, I want to say ninety five. No, we we looked at ninety five. Maybe is Final Fantasy three? Yeah, it's six, six? actually. Final Fantasy okay, six. that's that's ninety four. Okay, well ninety four is still Final in the running. Three. It's yeah. still in the running. Ninety ninety four will be up against two thousand eleven sometime next week. So if ninety well ninety seven is going to win, so it's going to go into the quarterfinals. So if to if ninety four manages to win. It's bracket, then it'll be against. Uh, it could go up against ninety seven. So then we'll then we'll see. Then I'll, I'll accept. I will not mm-hmm. change my mind for sure. We'll accept the results of this, uh, unless it's not to my liking. But so that's that's that. Go to Game Fact if you want to. Uh, I don't care. Uh, but <laughs> this leads to a new segment. I'm calling it Shelby Test. Shelby, I'm going to read you some random. Uh, consoles and games from the 70s and 80s and i want to see <laughs> i'm just looking for your honest reactions to the names of these uh mm-hmm. maybe none of them will be funny like the magnavox was to you maybe okay. maybe some of them will be i'm just very curious uh and okay. i'll give a little bit of information with each one because i just copy and pasted from uh from from wikipedia so that so anyway so you'll get a little bit of information so on august 3rd tandy releases the trs 80 model one tandy Right, you're good with Tandy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Namco releases their first arcade video game, GB. Elector <laughs> releases the TV games computer. 
TV games computer? Yeah, yeah, Elector. That's what I thought. Oh. TV games computer. That is what it's called, though. November Vector Beam releases Tail Gunner, space shooter, first first perspective. Vector Beam, still nothing. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Weird. Is this like gonna be like some kind of like Geiger counter? I'm curious to see what you find. Honestly, now you're not withholding yourself, right? I want your honest opinion. No, I haven't. Okay, next one, Nintendo. So you, you know what Nintendo is? Yes. How about Sinclair Research? It releases the ZX80 home computer, and Acorn Computer releases the Atom, the first domestic computers to play games in the UK. December, Jump Bug, the first scrolling platform developed by Hoei Corland and Alpha Denshi. And it's uh, distributed in North America by Rockola, <laughs> under license from Sega. Rockola. <laughs> <laughs> Budgeco releases its Raster Blaster. An Apple II pinball game that's the precursor to pinball. Budge, Budgeco? <laughs> yeah. Budgeco, okay. Astrovision right. distributes the Sally, <laughs> the, sorry, the Bali computer system after buying the rights from Bali. Bali, like. Ball, ball. In India? No. B- Bali's in India? B A L L Y. I can't remember. Just, I think, no, it's in Indonesia. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is just Bali, like a ball, a bouncy ball, but E at the end, or Y at the end. Bali. Namco Brawley? releases Brawley? Pole Position, one of the first okay, games. That one was funny <laughs> though. <stereophonic laughs> quadraphonic sound, featuring a pseudo three D third person rear view perspective, and it became uh, the most popular racing game of its time. Uh, yeah, there you go. That was in last episode. So Pole Position. Uh, that was in you last found episode. Pole Position, Budgeco, <laughs> and uh, I think that was the only two that you found were funny. Well. That's okay. All right. There's still plenty left out there to test uh, for, for yourself. Anyways, Shelby. What? I don't know. I don't know. Just glad you're here, Shelby. Okay. Actually. In, <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> people really did enjoy your, your earnest reactions to uh, <laughs> those old. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was actually, I, I thought it was funny that they thought it was funny. Did you guys? Because I didn't find it that funny. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Did you guys, did you uh, like the commercials I put in during the editing? Yes. You could tell it's a Rob editing because of all the self-grandizing I do, I do yeah. towards me. Uh, what about, did you at least enjoy the sweet techno remix I did uh, after my amazing joke? That was funny. <laughs> I was like, wait, why is he repeating? Oh, I know. I had to drop a sick beat because of my awesome, yeah. hilarious joke. All right. Mm-hmm. I got news. You guys got news? Shelby, I'm, st- I'm stealing your news. news, by the way. Oh, I thought you yeah, would. Yeah, I have to because it's the best news yeah. ever. Well, it was more like for you and Seiji because you guys talk about these things all the time. So, But unlike Seiji, I love both of them. Seiji <laughs> only likes one of them. So that makes me a better fan. All right. Okay. Guitaru Man and Parappa the Rapper developers team up to announce Project Rap Rabbit. Uh, so this is from Silicon Era. Uh, Masaya Matsura who made Prepper the Rapper and Vib Ribbon, is teamed up with Guitar Man and Osu uh, Tatake Oenden creature Kaichi Yano for a new rhythm action-adventure game, Project Rap Rabbit. So that's Seiji, combining two great rhythm worlds together. I mean, not thematically, but mechanically. There we go. I'm excited! Woo! I fucking love <laughs> The Guitar art Man. looks really adorable. It does! Like the bunny. He looks Bunch cute. of furries hanging out. Oh my god. Who doesn't love a good furry game? 
<laughs> Shelby. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, I'm super pumped because uh, I love series from both of those developers. So it's a pretty exciting time to be alive right now, I gotta say. Uh, mm-hmm. Seiji, you were a yes. huge, massive fan of the Nintendo Badge Arcade. And I have bad news for you, buddy. Nintendo Badge, <laughs> Nintendo Badge Arcade for the 3DS, where you can randomly win badges. Uh, it's closing down in Japan. Uh, the updates are coming to an end um, on May 26, 2017. The application was its final update. No new badges. Uh, I'm really sorry for this. This is pretty. Rip in peace. I'm pretty sure this proves that the uh, 3DS is dead, and it's probably not going to sell anymore. <laughs> I think Nintendo is probably going to stop all production of the system. All games currently are being canceled. That includes uh, Hey Hey Pikmin, which um, probably won't come out now. And uh, oh, the new Fire Emblem game that's coming out in a couple of weeks that's not coming. They're going to cancel that because there's no point. <laughs> they clearly have no faith in their console, so they're just going to scrap it, cut their losses. And so yeah, uh, Nintendo Badge Arcade. I happen to have every badge, and I actually imported a 3DS, a Japanese 3DS, so I could get the badges from over there too. Um, yeah, I was so angry when I saw this news that I threw my 3DS as hard as I could against the wall. Um, I broke it, but I don't care because what's the point if I can't have sweet badges <laughs> in an app on my 3DS? So, I don't know. I might just quit gaming altogether. This this kind of stuff. Like, if all the innovation in the world of, of having badges or stickers in, in my virtual settings, if that's going to die out, what's this all been about? What's the point? Why even? Why do people play games? What's I? Mm-hmm. Nintendo 3DS doesn't even have achievements. No achievements. When I beat a level, I need to be told how good I am at it. And now Jeez. the badges are gone. You know what? I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm boycotting all Nintendo handhelds forever. Mark my words. Oh my god. Wait. Yeah, Nintendo badge. <laughs> for, for, for everybody I can't I can't <laughs> wait that's a that's a home con Nintendo said doesn't break a boycott I'm definitely yeah. uh, I got more news but Shelby why don't you jump in with some of your news alright uh, so there's a Tales game coming to the Switch wait what Woo-hoo! is that for really was that re- when was that announced uh, this was, I think, a few days ago what? I'd seen on either Silicon Era what? or it might have been a GameFAQs or IGN thing. I can't remember. But they were just, like, uh, with this infographic talking about, like, the different um, moves that Bandai Namco has been making in terms of, like, games that they're releasing on consoles and, what, like, what games they're oh, developing and stuff. Shit. Um So, yeah, and this one, uh, I think before it was unconfirmed whether or not it would have been a new mothership title which is just a regular tale completely different yeah like a completely different tales game altogether or like a sequel mm-hmm. or a port uh but i think the the general uh consensus seems to be that everybody thinks it's a mothership title so there you go bah, 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 uh, <laughs> it's more reason to get a switch yes. Shelby. <laughs> but it's a uh, japan in 2017 so it'll probably be a, like out for us either later on Towards the end of 2017 or early 2018. That's awesome. Um, yeah, more, I'm pretty excited for it. Good. More console hopping, as fucking Tales series loves to do. We gotta to get do. you a Switch for your birthday coming up. You know what they are for console hopping? You know what, what they are? 
scum fucks. <gasps> You're right. I forgot we had to use that. Those scum fucks <laughs> console hopping, making you have to buy multiple consoles. You know what? Thanks, Shelby. P1 <laughs> admitted, this is his words, I'm a little bitch. And he oh. said that because he's like, I can't swear on the show anymore. He, oh he can't God. use scum fuck, which is Shelby's favorite insult. <laughs> It's it's my favorite. Every time he says it, it makes me happy. You know what, P1? I can say scumfuck. And I'm <laughs> going to say scumfuck. Shelby, can I get a scumfuck? Scumfuck. Now, we know Seiji won't say it, and we won't peer pressure him into saying it. Seiji's a different breed, a different beast, uh, a better, more respectable person who I hold to a higher esteem. But not you, P1. Mm-hmm. P1, you're just like us, <laughs> and now you're not. Now you're more like P2. Pretty sad. Sad or sick? Your call. Thank you, Shelby, for for bringing that up. You're welcome. Oh, man. I have uh, a couple more things, but they're just like really small. That's cool. Things. Throw another small thing out. Um, I don't know if this is necessarily new mm-hmm. news, but I had seen a GIF or a video of footage from Death Stranding. Oh yeah, the the uh, uh, Hideo game, right? Nor- Norman Reedus and Naked Baby and. And uh, Matt Mickelson is in it. Uh, right, right. We saw. I didn't know that. Didn't we see him in the trailer last year? I I've been trying to not watch it. You're not getting anything <laughs> like, spoiled. No. It doesn't. The trailers don't tell you anything. They're just a, a bunch of actors okay. standing around in some black water. There's babies on the babies <laughs> on the beaches in Pokemon capsules. I oh mean, my god! And then Norman, what's his name? Norman Reed. Reedus. Reedus. He's naked. Yeah, so, you know, if you're into that yeah, kind of thing, I saw that. I definitely did saw you. That. You de- I didn't oh, see Matt Mickelson. Are you a fan of Norman Reedus? Not particularly. I liked him in Boondock Saints, but who doesn't? I I, I actually don't. I've seen the oh. movie. I, I didn't oh, care okay. for it, but that's just because I it was it didn't have swords or anything, and I was younger when I watched it. Because oh, okay. if you didn't have swords back okay. when I was 22, what's the point of mm-hmm. anything? Okay. And one last Whoa, thing. No, and feel free to Shelby. edit this out. You gotta what? take turns. You don't want to no. be all just me talking about news. You don't take I'm turns. I'm taking turns right now. I have no news now, left. Now, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, first you should ask Sage. Do you have any news? All right, Sage. You'll like this, maybe. Uh, <laughs> so on its surface, it sounds better than it is, but it's still good. Studies show more people, more youth, interested in buying Nintendo Switch than the PS4 Pro or Scorpio. So. This is not the equivalent of comparing Nintendo Switch to an already established... Like, if there was no PS4 uh, and the PS4 is coming out, I'm sure the numbers would be different. But as far as the next three consoles or half consoles that are coming out, people are more pumped for the Switch. A Nielsen Games 360 report, not I'm assuming not the Xbox 360, uh, form a pool of over 2,000 participants. 16% of gamers aged 13 up, so they would probably buy the Switch. While 15% said that the game... Same for the PS4 Pro and 13 for the Scorpio. Um, the trend held with numbers of the general population as well, with 12% interested in the Switch, 11 in Sony, and 9 in the in the upcoming Microsoft uh, console. Um, again, Nielsen's report does make a distinction between the PS4 and PS4 Pro, as well as the Expo and a Scorpio. Uh, however, and including the currently available consoles, Nintendo's lead, uh, they, they, so those two dethrone Nintendo's lead, uh, but outside of those two established consoles, people are more interested in the old Switch. The old Switch. Do you think people might be switching their expectations from one of the other ones? I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much right. Pretty much on the ball. But is that's pretty neat. Uh, I really. I gotta say though, I, 
because I remember the launch for the Wii U, and people were poo-pooing over it before it even came out because they had the they had the word Wii in it, so they instantly assumed that it wasn't a new console. And I kind of get that same vibe. I mean, the PS4 Pro is not a new console, uh, but I don't know if the Scorpio is meant to be. But if they just call it Xbox Two, then uh, I don't know. <laughs> Xbox 1.5, Xbox mm-hmm. Scorpio, I guess it's different enough. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, people want that Switch. Oh! Well, I was yeah, reading a uh, similar like study. Yeah. I think it's from the same firm called uh, Nielsen. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that, well, they, they were analyzing the awareness of non-gamers, age 13 yeah. plus. And the Nintendo Switch has only 7% of recognition between non-gamers. So this is something that I always... uh, You know how I bring it up, the thing about normies and how (laughs) how aware they are about, you know, gaming stuff. Because we surround ourselves uh, with people that are in the context of what we know. But, you know, imagine like from the normal people, only 7% know about or, or are even aware that a thing called Nintendo Switch exists. So there you go. That because because we would think that everybody knows about the Switch, but that is that is not the case. But what it, what it is interesting is that uh from all the other consoles like the PlayStation 4 Pro or Scorpio um the the Switch is not the lowest the Xbox Scorpio that's that's the that has the lowest recognition, which only three percent. That makes sense. And then the PS4, the PS4 Pro has a higher recognition with nine percent. I think that, but the Xbox One has forty-one percent, and the Sony PlayStation Four does have fifty-two percent. From so normal people do know there is a PlayStation. They don't 4, know, but yeah, like most but of not them. the not the enhanced one coming out. Yeah, no, because they're because they're not. I mean, even I forget about their existence often. And I know they exist, but they don't feel necessary to me at this point. Not um, they're like the new 3ds XL. Although I did buy one, they're not really necessary. I don't know. That's definitely a good point. Well, our, I think most of our audience is normies, so we should be able to teach them about these things. I think we have a big nor- normies uh, <laughs> following. People who like to listen to a game show, uh, but are normal people who don't play. Big audience. I'm pretty sure P2 falls in that category. <laughs> Rhyme. Uh, you guys hear of Rhyme? It's a game coming out. Yes. Well, there is a little bit of a um, problem. No, not going to say controversy. A Nintendo Switch version, the physical version, was more expensive than its counterparts on other platforms. Um, so, the original problem is I think it was being sold for. So, it's $30 on all other platforms digitally. And Nintendo Switch version was $10 more. And that's because apparently the physical version um, was more expensive to produce than, than say, disc-based stuff. So for some reason, they said it was due to guidelines or what have you. They had to make the price higher than, than it would have been otherwise. But they've changed that now. So in a new blog post, Greybox revealed that the digital version of Rhyme on Switch will now cost the same as the other ones, but the the uh, physical version does still cost more than the disc-based physical versions, but they're going to throw in like a copy of the soundtrack, uh, like a download code with the uh, 
physical of the Switch. It's pretty cool. There, you, yeah, I like that. That's good because that was a. It's bad when digital copies. I think prices differ between platforms. They should be consistent. Mm. And I think I have a couple more things here. So, and then I have two more things. So I'll do one, and then Shelby can do hers, and then I'll do my last one because <laughs> I believe in sharing, Shelby. Oh yeah, just for today. Just like though. always, I like I defy you to find <laughs> one one time where I didn't let you give news. Well, that's <laughs> nothing to do with sharing. I, you would always give your news, and then like all of it, and then be like, "Hey guys, you got any news?" And then be like, "Yo." One of Shelby's tall yeah. tales again. One of, one of Shelby's six <laughs> stories. I just wanted to alliterate. Nintendo's Satellaview, Satellaview add-on for the uh, Super Famicom had uh, several download exclusives which never saw a physical release back in the day. Uh, I think Satellaview would be an awesome episode someday because I'm sure Shelby has no idea what that is. Let's confirm. Shelby? Nope. That's no completely that okay. Is. There's no reason why you should know what it is given your age and where you grew up at. Uh, it is a, no, it's not even like, I know it comes off as a burn. It's not meant to. It w- it was this weird Japanese only add on to the Super Famicom that would broadcast games that you could play or download on the carts. It's really, really weird. There was like Zelda exclusive stuff and some other things, but we never saw hmm. light of it. Now, it yeah, in, in a way it was. And I think that we should reserve that and do an episode on it and check out some games for it. Cause I'm sure most of them are available via, uh, emulators and whatnot. So let's just. Someone make a note of that. Anyways, so uh, there was one game on it called uh, Kaizo Chojin Shubibinman Zero. <laughs> uh, I, I did not practice that in advance, so sorry for the pronunciation. But they're releasing a physical game complete with packaging for the uh, Super Famicom. And I want it. It was also, I guess I guess the series, the Shubibinman series uh, has only seen one western release called Shockman on the Turbo Graphics. Yeah, I really would like to get this. I don't know where I can find it yet, but comes in a sweet classic ass classic axe. I don't mean okay. Uh classic, <laughs> classic ass, ass which is still <laughs> stupid to say. Comes in a sweet looking box based on the old <laughs> uh Femicom proportions. So yeah, it looks badass. I w- I love seeing shit like this. More old games coming out, more new old games. Yeah. Yeah, look look out for that. It has some sweet box art, too. It, like, screams the 90s. Great. Shelby, why don't you go ahead with one of your new? It's sort of kind of unrelated to games and, and kind of related to them the at the fuck? same time. You guys know what Mm-mm. conventions are. You don't nope. know what conventions are? Okay, so they're, like, ga- gatherings Gross. of people uh, who like the same the same things, and whether those things be uh, yeah. animation or video games, uh, sci-fi things, mm-hmm. nerdy things. Anyway... Uh, Canada Weekend, uh, there is a convention called Animaritimes. Animaritime? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, for those of you that have, uh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be selling my art, and Rob's art is going to be there yeah, without Rob. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to be putting a tiny little sign-up thing. Uh, hopefully try to advertise the really? BB and the CC uh, And the cartridge club, that's super yeah. nice. Huh. Yeah. So, and if there's anybody there or is planning on going there, um, and you find me, please come say hello because I would like to say hello. I will probably be a costume though because you're probably going to cosplay. cosplay. I said I'll probably <laughs> I'm going to <Yeah>. cosplay. <laughs> Pass. 
Uh, okay, well, the first day, because <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, the, yeah, there's three three days, and I'm, I'm uh, doing a costume oh for gosh. each day. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, no, not really. I already announced like in her, what in her official press conference. The... She made the announcement. <laughs> yeah, in my official press conference. What is it? Uh, I, I, I missed, he missed it. Watch it. Oh. No. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, okay, so for the for the first day, um, I'm going to do uh, Deku or Midoriya from Boku no Hero Academia. If you guys know what that is, My Hero Academia is the main character. Hey, Shelby, you should oh, uh, yeah? you should make sure that you have my Midoriya prints on your table the day that you are dressed up as uh, Midoriya. I'm, th- I'm thinking <laughs> about it. I'm really, I'm really thinking about it. No, it's good cross-promotion, yeah. cross <laughs> like advertising. <laughs> Uh, the second day, I'm going to be a character from Haikyuu, which is a yep. volleyball anime. Uh, and then I'll be number 12, which is, uh, Yamaguchi. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah, a Yeah, he's too. my favorite. So there's kind of a trend here. So, uh, Deku has green, <laughs> green hair and freckles, and then Yamaguchi has green hair and okay, freckles. Okay, what's the last one? <laughs> like. And then the last one is going to be Makoto no, from Persona 5. Me, you can't. It's school uniform. Yeah, yeah, I can, shouldn't. and I will. Well, it's too bad because the costume <laughs> stuff's already on its way. That's great. That's great. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Great game that Persona. Yeah. Persona Five. Yeah. So anyway, be there or um, be square. I'm gonna try to get try to get some like business cards with uh, bonus. I meant to talk to you about this too, but with like bonus barrel stuff wow. with like website information and cartridge really club cool. information on it to yeah, hand out really, to people. That's to you. Good for yeah. You. That's why we hired yeah. a grill. <laughs> So hopefully I see some people there that know or listen to us or are planning on making a trip or maybe now, like, you know, they weren't planning on making a trip, awesome. but they will. Uh, there's lots of um, really cool vendors there. There's one that brings uh, retro games every hey. year and they've got two tables and it's just stuff spread out all over these tables. That reminds and it's me, great. you so, are my proxy there. Mm-hmm. I will have you call me when you go near that retro game table. Yep. Excellent. That mm-hmm. was really, there was no uh, fighting for that. You just said yes. So great. Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, this year's in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Yep. There you go. Yep. There you go, folks. So, I know lots of people from, from Halifax like maybe to go. Maybe some uh, Cartridge Club Clubbers will be there. Cartridge Clubbers yeah, sounds dirty. Or violent, depending on your look. <laughs> they're, a gr- they're a group of uh, uh, seal like violent, of seal like hunters. Uh, the Cartridge Clubbers. Oh the seal they, they use the bones from seals to, to make new, club, new uh, cartridges. It's fucked up. I heard they are, they're going to have like a big meetup in Yeah, Chicago they are. Or something like yeah, that, they are. Right? I, I wish I could go, but I cannot. Uh, but I'd like to. I, I, I would love to meet anybody <laughs> from the old CC. Get together, do some clubbing. Yeah, man. <laughs> some seal clubbing. Terrible! All right. One more piece of news. <laughs> have you guys ever heard of Shantae? Um, I've talked about Shantae. Yes. Well, guess what? Seiji and Shelby. But more Seiji at the moment. It's your time to shine because mm-hmm. you can play Half Genie Hero coming over to the Switch. And I think it's going to be a physical distribution, which means, of course, I have to buy it. I already own it and beat it for Vita, and it was amazing. Uh, but Switch version is coming, and it's going to have HD Rumble with at least 150 patterns. Right? Uh, th- it is a lot. And I guess it's coming out in the summer. The summer. Man, the Switch is getting some love. More physical. The tagline is, feel the beat this summer. Shantae dances. 
And I imagine that the uh, HD Rumble is going to do some dancing with it, like a little shake. Uh, Shanti's a little pervy, actually, so I, w- I wonder if they're going to do pervy stuff with the the Rumble. Like, it's going to be like, <laughs> simulate her hips moving side to side, or, or her booty or something. And you're just sitting there with your, your joy cons in your hand. Fucking weird. You're weird. <laughs> way forward. It is way forward. It's not from soft. Way forward. Yes. Way, uh, way forward is the one I always get mixed up with from software. Uh, they're very different, <laughs> different places. All right. That's it. that's it for me for news. I have no more news. Topic. Topic. Today's topic, I guess I picked it. I don't have any preamble for it. Mm-hmm. Um, to go with the weed theme of the show, uh, which was first started by Shelby, uh, earlier in this episode when she announced her, her Animu cosplay, uh, we this was totally planned, oh. and I knew it knew it Games in advance. Two. Uh, that's why I planned this topic. Uh, so, what is this topic, Rob? It is Hidden Gem, ideally, Animu, anime, Animu, video games, on various systems, stuff that you hopefully haven't heard of, or maybe you've only heard of in passing, and you're like, "Hey, I love. I'm a weeb trash. I want to try some random game that's good <laughs> and based on an intellectual property that I may or may not recognize." And so here we are with a list of games that we've played or at least know about. I don't know why we're talking about we haven't played it. Actually, it's not true because I'm going to mention a game I haven't played much of. Anyways, I guess I'll start things off. You guys might not know this, but I like a little anime called Hajime no Ippo. I've never mentioned it on the show. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it sounds it's really weird, like, right? It's the Fighting Ippo. So what is it? Is it's it it's a, it's a, a sports anime uh, based on okay. the sport of boxing. A, it stars okay. the hero Ippo. He's a soft-spoken, loserish, uh, bookworm, shy, Shelby-type character. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyways, he, he, well, most of that is true. But, so he's this timid guy, this is a quick premise of the show, he's a timid guy who gets bullied a lot, he encounters this guy who's like a really, really crazy boxer dude, and he's like inspired by him, and he really wants to be strong, and he kind of, you follow his career from like a nobody to a really good boxer, but he never stops having this like weird, innocent, uh, kind of simple demeanor, he's always like polite to everybody, and, and thanking all of the crowd and stuff, while other, other boxers are like, you know, intimidating people, and he's just, he's like this small, he's really short for a boxer and shit. It's great, and it has one of the best opening uh, anime themes ever, called Understar. And, anyways, so, it was. I think it was, they had one title here that I know of called um, Victorious Boxers Revolution for the Wii. This is not the game. I actually have it, but I never got around to playing it before this episode, so, unfortunately, I can't talk too much about it. But the brand over here is Victorious Boxers. I'm not sure if they localized the anime here or not, but, anyways, I would just read the manga or watch the few series that are out. But this is a Game Boy Advance title uh, called Hajime no Ippo the Fighting, which might be redundant, released December 12, 2002 in Japan, and it was developed by Treasure, which is an awesome game company. They developed Radiant Silver Gun, Bangayo, Igoruga, Sin and Punishment, which is another one of my favorite uh, games, uh, Sin and Punishment, Star Successor, Gunstar, and the McDonald's games for, That's right. for the Sega. Yeah, Genesis. also Gunstar Heroes, Dynamite Heady. 
Astro Boy Omega Factor, which you might hear more about, uh, and other great games. So already good a game is a good sign of a licensed game when they have a good developer behind it. Not always the case, but usually usually you know there's something good. So, boxing anime, obviously it's going to be a Punch-Out clone, with some twists. So, it plays very similar to Punch-Out in a lot of ways, but the fights, I don't know, it, it does feel different. I, I want to say the fights feel a little more technical or a little more slow in comparison. So, just some, some bullet points of the game. So, the game has a little story mode, and I'll put that in heavy quotes because it's really just a series of fights based on the anime. If you know the anime, then these fights would have context. Otherwise, you're just fighting a bunch of people. But it goes up to the Date fight and a couple fights after if you if you happen to lose that fight. It has a large roster of characters, and you can play as all of them. Uh, and each one feels unique. Perspective from the player as you see behind the gloves. So unlike Punch-Out, where you see most Punch-Outs where you see the full character, you just see these two gloves that are floating in the screen. Um, but if you happen to know the anime or, or are used to the characters, the, the position of the gloves are different for each character. Like there's, for example, one character in the anime who uh, has what's called a self-paw style. And so in the game, instead of the glo two gloves being uh, say upright or whatever, one's uh, horizontal, one's vertical, just stuff like that. So they all kind of the, the playstyle changes per character. So they don't all box the same. Some are out fighters, some use counters, some are in fighters, and that's where the real change to the series comes. Is that there's a distance as opposed to a, a fighting game or a boxing punch out style game where you're kind of moving left to right. You do move left to right, but you also move forward and backward, and your attacks change depending on how close you are. So you have ranged attacks and you have close attacks. And some characters are better at range. So, you know, the strategy with those characters is you would try to keep the uh, distance between you and the other characters. So you kind of try to force them closer to the ring so you can kind of uh, hit them with a barrage attacks. And so there's also a special meter that fills up. I call it a spirit gauge. And that lets you kind of do a special attack or a special defense. So for the main character with Ippo, he has like a, like a, like a kind of like a smash or he has what's called a Dempsey roll. And, so he has these kind of special abilities, but he also has like a cross guard. So if you defend with it, your your guard goes up. And that's the other thing, you block automatically in this game, uh, as long as you're not attacking. But your, your gloves kind of have an HP to them. So what happens is if you attack too much and you're blocking too much without trying to dodge or fight back, your guard will break. And when your guard breaks open, your gloves kind of fly out and then the, the opponent has like free reign to wail on you. So you want to dodge, you want to block, you want to attack, you want to move back and forth. So, so it uses depth quite a bit. And like I said, you're, you're, you only have one of, it's a Game Boy Advance game, so there's only a couple buttons. You have your directional keys, you have your uh, left and right button. I can't remember what the left button does, but the right one activates, right one activates your uh, super defense or super move. And you're using the directional key will, of course, in, a, in addition to the dodge or attack uh, buttons, will alter which direction you attack or dodge from. And that's pretty much it. There's a tournament mode, like I said, has all your characters. And uh, in between each round, there you can get a power-up kind of buff from your, your coach, like to up your HP. Oh yeah, I should say, because again, I think it works a bit different than Punch-Out. Um, you can see your, your opponent's HP and your HP on the screen in, in the form of a bar. But what it actually is, is like, so in boxing, if you get down, there's a chance to get back up. You have a count of 10 to get up. And 
you'll get knocked down. So if, say you have your, your gauge and there's like a, a little little segment. Uh, let's say it's 10% at the end. As soon as your your HP or your damage goes into that area, you you get knocked down. And when the more knocked down you get, the harder the long the uh, the longer it takes for that little bar to go out of that danger zone. And so then you if you can't get out of it in time of the 10 count, you lose. And the game is quite quite challenging, but a lot of fun. And can't remember the music. Can't say it's too memorable. Maybe someone's playing right now. Uh, you probably forgot it was there in the first place. But yeah, great game, fun just in general if you like Punch-Out, or if you like the anime, or you just want to try something a little bit different, check it out. Okay, um, so I have, this one's more, or le like, kind of an cool. honorable mention, it's not one, and it, it's because when I was younger I had seen the show first before actually playing the games, but they were actually games before they were the show. So, the one I'm going to talk about is Monster Rancher 3. Oh, Monster, Monster Rancher. Rancher! I have not played that PS2, one. For the PS2, yeah. Cool. So, it's really fun, and I just... I don't know how to explain Monster Rancher oh, other than it's you, it, literally it, No, just it's pretty easy. You're transported monsters. to a faraway land of land yeah. where monsters rule. You play the game like an ace. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the rest of it. I play the game like a name. Now we're in this place to save the monster from the evil moon. From the evil zool. It's a good opening song. Zool, monster renders. Um, but yeah, so uh, this game I thought had a really cool functionality. I don't know if they do it for the previous two games, but you can at least from what I remember, open yep. the system while the game is on, and mm -hmm. you can load in different discs. And they can just be any random discs, like, uh... I think, I don't CDs sure did work CDs in, worked, in the older games like... for the PS1. Okay. It was a really cool element of that game, actually. Okay. Or that series. Yeah. So you put the CD in, or the DVD, or the disc, or whatever, and then you would get just a different monster? Or I, I can't remember. I just remember that the game loads it as a disc. Cool. Um, so I thought it was pretty cool, and this game also kind of is, like, you get emotionally attached to your monsters, because they also have a lifespan, so they can die, That's and when they do die, it's really sad. You know, a fun yeah, little little but, um, thing with cute. this, I, I, got, I bought a Japanese title of uh, Monster Rancher, it was on, like, a, at a game store for the PS2, it might be the same game, actually, but it was, like, two bucks, so I picked it up, and mm. uh, I wonder if it's the same game, and I wonder if it plays any differently i wonder if like i wonder if like um do you think maybe that the different regions dvds or would do different things based on the region i wonder who knows i don't know i don't would oh. they even allow it i think you need a you need a japanese ps2 no. to play ps2 games i'm pretty sure it was region locked anyways it wasn't until the ps3 that okay. it stopped being region locked it's something it's a game that i'd like to go back and just not mm. even like play seriously but just to look at it again and, and see like what I agree with you. What it's all about. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. I actually, I, I also will have honorable entrance too. Yeah, that's that's cool. Was that your official one? Or? No, this one was just because uh, it's not technically in a hidden gem anime game because it, they were games before it was adapted into an anime series. But as far as I'd known up until like this morning yeah. when I actually <laughs> looked, they were, yeah, I'd only seen the show first and the, then we got uh, the games The honorable after. mention that you just, I just reminded me of this one right now. I didn't have it planned, but there was a, in a Yu-Gi-Oh game for the PS1 called Yu-Gi-Oh Forbidden <laughs> Memories. It, oh I was boy. really into Yu-Gi-Oh when it came out, so this would have been like late 
90s, 2000 maybe. And it was kind of mm-hmm. based on, it was based on the card game, but I, I don't remember being exceptionally accurate. But it was just in the load times were fucking awful. And I just had the, I had the case up here and I, I just want to read the back. It says, now you can unravel the secrets of the ultimate power and the seven millennium ob- items in an all new adventure based on the hit television series. It's time to do, 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 Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden memories take you back to ancient <laughs> Egypt to solve the mysteries of the millennium items and uncover the secrets of dual monsters in the Yu-Gi-Oh! world. Features. RPG story mode featuring side story to the animated series in ancient Egypt. Dual monsters oh makes the jump to oh a full God. 3D playing field. Over 600 monsters fully animated and rendered in 3D. Import card from the official game to create more powerful decks. Dual against and trade cards with your friends to gain experience and upgrade. Anyways, I had the game. I'm pretty sure we had it burned. I can't remember. I actually own it now. I have not popped it back in. But I just remember it being slow as fuck. But I was excited because the monsters were in the field. (laughs) And when I was a kid, because I was still a kid when Yu-Gi-Oh! came out, I would always fantasize about having like uh, some, some, my, my, my dream as a child was that someone out there would create a actual workable and reasonable holographic arena that people would go to to play card games. And, th- and in my mind, mm-hmm. this was coming. You would, <laughs> you'd go in, you'd scan your cards and your monsters <laughs> would pop up and you would fight. It never happened, at least not that I know of. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm disappointed in life. Anyways. Oh, they like a cool. dual disc because before in the show was wasn't it yes. they just had the arenas that they fought in and then later <laughs> yeah. on Kaiba developed <laughs> yeah. like some stupid thing that you put on your arm and then you could I was hold unfortunately like that. by that time but if I wasn't I would have bought one of those fucking things yeah. and I would have used it and I would have because when we used to play Yu Gi Oh I would I was gonna say embarrassing story but who cares I was young um we we used to play Yu Gi Oh dramatically so me and my friend would be like <laughs> the hardest card. I do. And then we would like pause before like <laughs> drawing cards and we pick up the card and we like <laughs> and we would just dramatically play it and then things like if he's going to attack me I'd like good move except I activate my trap card and I would flip it over and we would play, and we would play <laughs> games like that. And um, although I don't play games like that anymore I hadn't seen that friend for like 10 years and he visited last year so we went out and bought mm-hmm. two starter decks of Yu-Gi-Oh and then proceeded to play a dramatic game of Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> uh, Ah uh, yes. Did yeah, you check uh, his life points directly? Did he physically get <laughs> no, hurt I punched him in the when face that after happened? I hit him just to make the game more realistic? Oh, Jesus anyway, Christ. Yu-Gi-Oh. If you're going to play Yu-Gi-Oh, you should play it right. And I think that involves uh. yelling and dramatic reveals. <laughs> that is not my game. Oh, my God. <laughs> to the shadow yeah. realm. All right. Seiji, do a pop in, my Se- friend. What game did Se- you pick? Se- well, it's a series of games that I always talk about in this show because I think they're mm-hmm. uh, hidden gems. Very interesting concept. Yeah. But before going into that, I was curious, like, how did uh, like anime came to your lives? Like, did it came really organically? Like, it was just part of your <laughs> your surroundings, or well, did you look for uh, it? I, fir- I I have three instances in my life where I was introduced to anime. Uh, one was when I was four or five. Astro Boy, I think the first X amount of episodes used to come on TV, possibly YTV, and we're talking like late, maybe mid eighties. And I would watch Astro Boy. I had no idea it was an anime. I didn't know what Japan even was. And so that was the first time. And then right. that kind of, I just grew out of it or I, I got into Ninja Turtles or something. The second time I saw it was either Dragon Ball, because YTV had the original Dragon Ball and only like the first season. Uh, that would play on. And I actually didn't really care for it or even get into it, which is kind of hilarious given who I am now. 
Uh, it was either that or Samurai Pizza Cats, which is another anime that is should be <laughs> would be fun to talk about uh, in length someday and maybe check out some of their games. But the basic premise is that they got this weird show during the height of Ninja Turtles popularity. But I don't know how much this is true, but it seemed like they didn't actually have the script, so they kind of made up. So I actually rewatched a few episodes last year, and uh, yeah, it, it, it kind of holds up as being pretty funny. And then lastly, the last big significant step into anime, and I think at this point it was when I got kind of hooked, it was Sailor Moon, of all things. Used to come on, I used to get up Aww, at like 7 yes. in the morning to watch it, <laughs> and I would have been like 13. So it was, I had age-appropriate crushes on some of the characters when I was that age. Uh, Jupiter was the best. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I used to, you know, uh, watch watch it. I I also liked the plot for whatever reason, and it was like a really shitty translation of the show. Like when we localized it here, they fucked it up. It's and it's pretty great watching. Like two, they made one of the characters because there was two gay characters, and they made one of them a girl in the, in the English version because you know gay people can't exist and all that stuff. So yeah, those those sorry for mm-hmm. for monopolizing, but those are my. I could clearly, clearly remember the, the steps it took me to get an anime. After that, it was Dragon Ball Z, and then I never looked back. <laughs> Shelby. Um, so when my sister and I were younger, uh, sometimes, like, if parents were sleeping or out, or because it was just me and my mom and my sister for the longest time. Yeah. Uh, and then what would happen is late at night, uh, the vision of Escaflone would come on by <laughs> TV. Yeah. So <laughs> that is probably, like, the first time I remember watching, like, anime anime yeah, i remember that too and then subsequently it was uh digimon because mm-hmm. four kids uh so anything that came on there so digimon one piece the yep. horrible shitty dub yeah uh shaman king oh nice and also on teletoon <laughs> uh card captors yep i like card liked, captors uh, was a favorite uh for me and my sister and we used to get angry when my mom would make us go to bed because <laughs> it would come on at nine and our bedtime was eight thirty when we were younger so we would just be like Scream and cry. I was like, wait, why not watch Card Captors? I can never forget the line. I think it's like, uh, force no my polite, release the light, and then he yelled lightning or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I used to love that well, show, they too. They each had their like own things when they released cards. And yeah. Cards and stuff. It was good. Is this all, so uh, good. Cable TV? Yep. Yeah. We watched uh, Dragon Ball Z a lot, too, but we always okay. caught it at different times. One of them that, uh, one episode I remember specifically was when, I think it was... Uh, I can't remember if it was Gohan or Goku made friends with a dinosaur and then ended up dying. And it was really sad. <laughs> okay. Was it, if it was an older one, it might have been when Gohan was training. Um, he was with Piccolo. Somebody was with yeah, Piccolo Yeah, it would have been Gohan younger. and Piccolo then, for sure. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> I have to say real quick, um, with Dragon Ball. I think they ate him afterwards, too. They did. They killed the, they ate, they, they ate his tail. And if, oh. If, yeah. Uh, with Dragon Ball, I used to work at a fast food restaurant. Uh, mm-hmm. During the height of Dragon Ball's popularity, and I would always time when I had to clean, because Dragon Ball used to come on at nine thirty on my TV, and I'd always mm-hmm. make sure that I was, I was like, oh, don't worry, I'll clean the, the front area. Don't worry, I've got this. <laughs> and I would always go at nine at the exact time, and I would s- very slowly sweep while watching mm-hmm. the episode of Dragon Ball. And with, when Aww, people would yeah. come in, I would try to make sure they didn't change the channel or anything, so I could keep watching the episode. And mm-hmm. every once in a while, they would change customers would change it. it would really piss me off because I wanted to oh, see the episode. Shit. And, it, and mm-hmm. back back in those days, you didn't have the internet <laughs> easily. There was no easy way of streaming shit. And I was so it was very no. upsetting. If I we missed used to it. tape reruns of Inuyasha too. Inuyasha and Naruto oh, and Full God. Metal because there was Bionics or I can't remember it was on YTV. Do you remember what that was called? I think every Friday night they had uh, shows. Uh, then that's actually I think where I watched Eureka Seven too. 
I would have stopped watching TV around that point because I probably just started going to college, and then I just, that at that point it was easy to download stuff, mm-hmm. and so I would just download anime I wanted to see. When did you get into anime, Seiji? Yeah. Well, growing up in Mexico, you get exposed to a lot of cartoons from other countries mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because most of the stuff is is dubbed, right? So I wasn't aware that something was Japanese or not, but. I would have watched a bunch of anime growing up. And this is really old school because I'm old. <laughs> and also in Mexico, they rerun a lot of shows that, is, that are also old. So I probably watched like Remy, Nobody's Boy Remy's. I don't know if you know about <laughs> Never this. This is from no. Nobody's Boy from Remy. It's from the 70s. Stuff okay. from the 70s. I love uh, the name. Have you, have you guys heard of Candy Candy? Nope. Yeah, so this old stuff. Um, there's another one called... Um, Heidi. <laughs> um, oh, I may have heard of that one. I have not that one heard. sounds a little familiar. Sounds like a German game. Those are oh are very, very or, or were very popular back in the day, even even in the in the generation before me. Mm. But they were still rerunning that uh, those shows. Uh, probably the first ones that I knew they were anime or they were Japanese in because uh, people presenting the shows. Because I remember back in the nineties, there were this. There were certain types of shows that were popular where there were, you know, human presenters having like this sort of a little talk show for children mm-hmm. or sort of talk show format, but, but they would present like cartoons in their shows. And they'll say, hey, this is this Japanese cartoon. And it's called, you know, Knights of the Zodiac or. Um, oh, yes. Knights of the Zodiac. I heard a saint say yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So for, for me, they were Knights. Of the zodiac in Spanish, right? So, no, not like, stone. but uh, the the what was it in Spanish? Translation of that, uh, Caballeros del Zodiaco. Badass! I love when you talks in Spanish. <laughs> and that was probably the first one that I knew that was Japanese, and it was completely amazing because very different from all the other cartoons that they were showing up. And I remember when I was when I was a, a little child, I liked to watch uh, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> That's a good anime. And, uh, and after, <laughs> And I remember uh, I would always tune in to watch uh, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. And one day the presenter said, oh, we're not going to show Winnie the Pooh today because we have a new cartoon and it's, it comes from Japan. It's really popular there. And they show Dragon Ball. Yeah. And it's, this is not Dragon Ball Z or anything. It's just, you know, straight up. Yeah. And I remember being kind of upset because I wanted to watch Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> but then they showed... Dragon Ball, and right from the from the very intro, the music was so different, the mm. animation was so different. Everybody, everything looked so so different. Even though this is this was probably like 1990 or 91 or something like that, early 90s. Yeah. And, and this cartoon is from from the mid 80s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's already looking kind of dated, I guess. But I did I wouldn't know because what I was used to was also you know either anime from the 70s or stuff like that. About roughly about the same years, they started showing more and more anime. And this is this is not cable TV. This is open, you know, TV. And they mm-hmm. had you know cartoon sections in certain channels. And Captain Tsubasa was one. Saint Seiya was another one. In uh, Dragon Ball, those was, th- those were the big ones that I knew they were Japanese. Even though they would translate it so that it wouldn't mention Japan, but some of them they clearly did. And you notice because they're eating certain things that I would that I know were Japanese because I would have them. 
at home, like onigiri and things like that, you know, rice balls. Oh, I, oh, I want to ask, Seiji, what was your perspective as someone who is half Japanese, but, but that part of your youth or whatever is kind of distant, right? Like you were mostly just raised as a, as a, I don't know, standard Mexican kid, right? Like you didn't have a lot of ties to that part of your heritage, or did you? Well, it was fairly transparent for me mm. because when I was a kid, I looked more Asian. So uh, kids in school w- would call me like Chinese or stuff like that. <laughs> Jesus. But, um, oh. um, Mexico is not homogeneous. So uh, especially the part of Mexico where I'm right. from. So I would ask like, why, why is that? What, what was going on? They, they will tell me, oh, because you're, you're Japanese descendant. So yeah, huh. I, I wouldn't make much of it. But uh, you know, I, I would notice that when I was in my father's side of the family, I would listen to certain things and eat di- very different kinds of foods. That's when I was in my mother's side of the family. Right. So, but it was fairly transparent for, well, to me. I like I didn't know it was different. Mm-hmm. It was just mm-hmm. the way things were. Right. So interesting. Um, when I would watch those shows, I remember my my grandmother was really happy, or or she would tell me, "Oh, that's Japanese," and they're saying this, or in the intro or whatever. Some you know, sometimes in the background there's something written. Or stuff like that. In, in Captain Tsubasa, like most kids have like Japanese characters on their shirts, right? So they, my, my my grandmother will tell me, hey, that it says this or it says that, and I was like, oh, that's cool, but I wouldn't make much of right. it. So in time, I would make a clear distinction between what was you know Japanese or or not, like just American cartoons, because we got all most of the American cartoons, and also. Um, I would watch American cartoons on American channels because being in the border, I would get also American channels. So growing up, I, I developed this um, sort of favoritism or preference towards Japanese cartoons because American cartoons are, are more heavily geared towards children. And with anime, there's more thematical stuff that, that you can enjoy as a tween or as a teen. Mm-hmm. I guess, because I remember when I was a kid, I was watching Dragon Ball, but when I was like a, in my, you know, 10, 11, 12, I was watching Dragon Ball Z, right? So <laughs> it clearly, the, the, the themes evolved, right? So to me, it was really age appropriate at that time because I would get really, really excited about Dragon Ball Z. Now I cannot watch it. I cannot oh, watch Dragon boo. Ball Z. Boo! Like, I cannot <laughs> stand it. Boo! And I can understand it because of the thing that uh, that power escalation that uh, you you were mentioning the other day about you know how once you start you know punching mountains awesome. and destroying badass, them, <laughs> it gets to a point like well, what else right they start destroying planets yes and stuff like that, so I don't know that's awesome but Dragon Ball <laughs> Dragon Ball it, it seems I mean it, there's a lot more comedy in there and I don't know I like it anyway yeah. <laughs> Captain Super games. How is, how is it related to yes, games? Yes, how, Seiji? Please tell us. When I first started having like contact with the internet, and the probably the first thing I did when <laughs> uh, when, I, when I would browse stuff, I would browse probably either anime stuff, because it was, even though it was shown on, on, on TV, like you wouldn't know much about it outside of that, like, you know, magazines or... Or TV shows, or just people talking about mm-hmm. it. Um, so I was like looking things from Dragon Ball, and then you will notice that there's this this games that never came to America, and 
and you could download and play them on emulators and stuff like that. And I got super, super excited about that. And because I, I love Captain Suaz, and Captain Suaz is, is, is quite popular in Mexico because of, you know, soccer. Great, is, football, man. Is, is very popular there. So I downloaded a bunch of Captain Tsubasa games, especially because, remember, Shelby, you're not going to remember this because you weren't born <laughs> yet, but um, in the past, they, were, they used to have, we, we used to use these uh, floppy disks. Remember Three those? Three and a half inch floppies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they will hold like two yeah, megs yeah. of data, right? Yep. <laughs> so there were Super Nintendo ROMs that were larger than two <laughs> megs, so I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't save them on floppy disks. Uh but I could save a lot of NES games. So I just down, downloaded a bunch of NES, NES games that, that I never played. Wait, wait, wait back, back was, up. That was pretty You had cool. an emulator yeah. when you were still using floppy disk? Really? That long ago? I didn't get a computer until, like, high school. So uh, all that stuff, for me at that point, I was already, they were already using CDs and shit. You would download emulators on, they, on I, I'm sorry, this is blowing my mind. Emulators were around that early? In the late 90s. Okay, late yeah. 90s. All right. For some reason, okay, I thought you were talking like early '90s or something for a minute there. I was like, Jesus, insane. <laughs> no, no, I, I had my first contact with internet probably in the mid '90s to late '90s, and emulators. I don't know how, I wouldn't know how old they were, but I can look it up. ZSNES was released in 1997, first version. So yeah, it must have been '98, '99 when I started uh, like downloading games, and I had a computer at home. And I, it has CDs, and CDs were quite quite common, but uh, CD writers were not that common and not that portable because you had to like burn CDs and stuff like that. Mm. But saving on on floppies were, I mean, I, I was still in university. I was I, <laughs> I was carrying my homework on on floppy disks because mm. email was was so limited. Yeah. Right? Anyway, I would download a bunch of of NES games, and it was pretty cool. Because I got to play all these Japanese games, right? Especially about, uh, from from like series that, that I liked a lot. Like th there were Saint Seiya games that were, oh, I think there is one or two, and they're really crappy. But the Captain Tsubasa games were so so cool. is more like an RPG kind of thing where you would control the character in between like turn-based battles or turn-based like duels against other characters so you, you you're running and then you stop and then you have to pick an action either to dribble or to to pass or to shoot and it was really cool because I didn't know any Japanese at the time <laughs> so I was just like trying different options so I would memorize how the characters looked and I knew like which ones were like to shoot or pass or stuff yeah. like that <laughs> and uh, until I actually like learned some, and it would say like shooto and things like that, like for shoot and stuff, pass, <laughs> pass and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, th those games are pretty cool because of the attachment I had with those series, but um, also because the the gameplay was so so different. First two are on NES, and later I, I knew that the 
first game actually got localized, but they changed the the characters. So instead of Captain Tsubasa, there's this guy like uh, called Robin uh, Fields or something like that. I'll send you a screenshot. <laughs> there you go. That, you're gonna like that, Shelby. Oh yeah, I remember you talking about this. <laughs> oh Robin <boy>. Field. <laughs> He's much better looking yeah. in the American version, of course. He reminds me of a young mm -hmm. me, my golden blonde hair. <laughs> that m may as well yeah, be right? you. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm a great. Yeah. I'm almost as good as the great Humberto Tulio when it comes to uh, yeah. uh, soccer and football. So this game is available, what was available for the NES, it, it, they changed it from Captain Suasa, whatever it's called, to uh, Tecmo Soccer Cup or something, yeah, Tecmo Cup so Soccer Game. And then I think the third one, the one for Sprintendo, they also localized it, but instead of changing the style from being like, you know, anime to like more cur American cartoon, they kept the anime style, but they changed the characters. Yeah, it's, it's called Tecmo Cup Football Game for the Genesis. So I didn't know about this, but I, I did play the uh, first four or five games in the series. I think the first two are on Nintendo, and then they're like three for the, for the Super Nintendo, and then there are more, but I haven't played them. But if you have the chance, I would say play the, play the Japanese ones, because they're, especially if you like the series, and so they're very, very different, and they're, they are a lot of fun. If you like RPGs, this is a weird mix between an RPG and sports. It's very lovely. So yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, I still have a, uh, at least one more game and, a, and two honorable mentions. Um, Pokemon Puzzle League for the N64. Now, Pokemon shouldn't count because Pokemon's based off a game. However, Pokemon Puzzle League was actually based off the anime, which is based off the game. Yeah. <laughs> and I found out some neat little tidbits about this series while looking up some information. So, there's two versions, N64 and Game Boy Color. I'm just going to talk about the N64 one. Pretty sure we talked about the Game Boy Color in the past, anyway. This was developed by Nintendo Software Technology, which also did Crystallis, uh, Wave Race, Blue Storm, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, etc. Now, uh, it's based... It is based on Nintendo's Puzzle League puzzle games, but in 2000... Or, sorry, but with Pokemon likenesses. It was only available in North America starting in 2000 and in Europe in 2001 making it the first Pokemon game uh, produced for North America. Uh, so it just did not come out in Japan. It is one of several Pokemon games to be based in the Pokemon anime and features Ash, Catchem, and other uh, characters <laughs> featured it from the anime. So it plays exactly like Panel to Pawn. You clear blocks in the play field by arranging them in horizontal or vertical lines. There's three or more blocks. You try to make combos and, uh, and um, chains. Combos have you doing uh, attacks that kind of drop blocks in your opponent and like Tetris, you don't want to reach the top of the screen. There's a league mode where you can pick gym leaders, Team Rocket, Ash, etc. And they each have three Pokemon. And I don't know, I can't recall what effect the Pokemon have other than they're almost like around. You know, if you beat one Pokemon, then you can go on. However, uh, as a matter of fact, I was actually playing this game with Kevin, uh, the uh, guest from last week's question. Oh, is that what you guys were playing before we watched yes. Phoenix, right? And, and we, were playing, oh, okay, cool. uh, we, we were playing Pokemon Puzzle League and 
I, I messed up and I was about to lose because I had two of my Pokemon knocked out and I came back around and, and won. So I did not officially lose to Kevin. Take that, Namecast! And uh, anyways, so the music is from the jukebox portion of the anime. Now, if anybody was in the late 90s or 2000s watching Pokemon, at the end of every episode, there would be like this weird like pop sound, pop track, uh, music track based on Pokemon. <laughs> Uh, either uh, to be a master or Viridian City or fucking uh, best friends and there's one of there's, there's one song about Ash or Misty being in love with Ash and she sings a song and then Ash is like what was that she's like oh nothing no <laughs> they're, pretty, they're pretty hilarious matter of fact uh, fun Rob fact uh, one of my one of my first girlfriends uh, or of any significant measure bought me the Pokemon to be a master soundtrack for Christmas and I might still have it somewhere I don't know maybe not but I, I had it for a long time yeah so so the game however takes those soundtracks those uh, songs and, and just has them like a MIDI form and so when I'm playing it I get very nostalgic with that music it's, it's pretty great uh, and just another mention, there's there's a 3D mode, so instead of the game taking place on a, uh, a I think, six-width block, uh, you know, so you can lay six beside each other, uh, it's actually 18 blocks width, and because you can rotate it on a cylinder. So that's a little more challenging, but pretty fun. And the characters in Pokemon Puzzle League, I just want to mention them because they're kind of a weird cast, but they come from the anime and were exclusive. So you can have Ash, Tracy Sketchit from the Orange League, <laughs> Gary Oak, of course, well, Gary's amazing, uh, or some have improved in Pokemon games, previous games, but appear in the game as they do in the anime, like Misty, Brock, Giovanni, there's 16 playable characters, yes, Giovanni. 16 characters, <laughs> and in the one one player stadium, only Ash is playable, and Gary's Pokemon, Anitaran, Growlithe, and Krabby will be fully evolved in Nidoran, Nidoqueen, Arcanine, and Kingler, uh, in hard mode, in very hard mode, and super hard mode, when challenging in the second time, they're fully evolved, and so, you know, Gary's the best. Uh, I guess the final opponent of each difficulty setting varies. Giovanni is the last opponent of easy mode. Bruno is the last of normal. And Gary is, with his evolved Pokemon, is the last of hard mode. I like how there's very hard mode and super hard mode. Mewtwo is the final opponent. And beating him gives the player the true ending of the story in one player stadium. Uh, what the fuck would the true ending even be? I have not seen it. What would that even be? <laughs> you won the Puzzle League. I mean, it's no, there's no story to it. Anyways fun game i love it i when i first started collecting games like officially collecting games one of the first ones i bought uh and it's a really fun game and it's very quick to beat too so it makes you feel good i uh, love it I, I i'll save my two honorable mentions until the end uh shelby you got another game let's hear yep. it uh naruto ultimate uh, ninja 2 yeah PS2. <laughs> so my sister and i got this uh at the height of our Naruto uh, obsession, I mm -hmm. guess you could say. This was also when Naruto started airing on at nights, and we were a bit older, so we got away with staying up later to watch. Uh, I have a question for you. Stuff. Did you wear headbands <laughs> and practice jitsus at school? Are oh, you serious? Right, I did. You were one of those kids. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't put it. I didn't put it around my okay. head though. I put it. Uh, had a sweater, like a really yeah. big black sweater, and I would tie it like around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was awful. But I go back and I look at pictures from middle school. And I'm like, holy fuck, why did I do that? Oh, they're embarrassing, but they're so fucking funny. We used to make also like um, my sister and I would make uh, scrolls out of uh, toilet paper rolls and construction paper. 
was so good. And at this time, too, uh, yep. Gamezilla uh, actually sold Ninja Stars and, oh and Kunai God. knives, I think. Uh, so we bought a few of those, and afterwards they stopped selling them because they were actually dangerous, like made of metal, and people were legit throwing them at each other. So they stopped. They stopped. Did you, did you what? Hurt anybody with yours? <laughs> just a few trees. Can, just picture fucking young Shelby, 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 young Shelby, doing hand gestures and throwing ninja stars at trees. You're you fucking. Dude, this is. No stretch of the imagination. This the stuff happened, and in middle school, <laughs> in middle school, that we had these trees um, that were sort of towards the end of yeah. the playground. So when we got to go outside, we ran there immediately, and we tried to <laughs> run up the trees. Have... <laughs> and we call oh that chopper God. practice. Uh huh. Yeah. Of course you did. Did you have yeah. <laughs> a, um, uh, names for your attack? Yeah. No, because we never. We're like good enough to memorize the names of the attacks and like the juice and stuff. No, uh, we always tried to. I remember uh, that year too. um, We had to do a presentation in English about characters that we really liked, and everybody was picking stuff like uh, just from the cartoons that were on then. I think a lot of people were picking SpongeBob and like Fairly Odd Parent stuff. And then my friend and I, uh, her favorite character was Naruto. Uh, and mine at the time was uh, Sasuke. Uh, no. So, oh, it was. No, and then, no. no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. no that, that's the show, guys. The <laughs> that's, that's the end. I actually uh, really like Shikamaru because Sasuke is really stupid you once you're older him? and you're not blind and blind to these things. No, I just thought he was like really cool because he was like really emo and edgy and stuff. <laughs> Uh, I realized my mistake now, but uh, we did our presentation. So hers, she had hers on like an orange piece of Bristol board and just basically pictures. It was an excuse just to talk about Naruto and to print pictures of them and paste them on stuff. And we brought them home and used them as posters. Uh, Yeah. So anyway. I will uh, be a good friend to you and tell you of of a similar... It was never quite that bad. I didn't wear anything... Um, Dragon Ball related around. Although it's not entirely true. I actually had, uh, I found, somewhere I found like, hospital pants were popular for some reason for a little while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had a pair of bright orange ones. And I used to wear, I used to have an orange vest with a, and I would wear a navy blue shirt under it sometimes. So, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as overt yeah. uh, as, as maybe wearing a, a branded headband. But, uh, but when my friends, we didn't do this in school or anything, but friend, my friend and I would sometimes reenact Dragon Ball scenes and yell at each other and try to scream as loud as we could while firing mm-hmm. Kamehameha's. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Not quite as special as yours, but up there for sure. But we did the same with Inuyasha too. I had um, I had made, or my friend had made for me a yeah. giant boomerang because his dad had like a sure. shop, like a wood shop. So he made me one, and he made himself uh, uh, Tetsaga from. It was so <laughs> anyway. So all I learned from this is that for anybody uh, who's looking to get some points, Shelby, she's interested in men like Sasuke. So be abusive oh and emo. <laughs> no, he's a piece of shit. He's a he piece really of is. shit. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't be like that. All right, the life. game. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it was just like, it wasn't anything special. It was just because we were so into Naruto at the time. My sister got to play as uh, Hinata. She loved Hinata. It was her favorite character. Um, so she, when she got to play as her, it was great. And I think actually the characters with special eyes got to use special powers right. that other characters didn't have. Uh can't remember what hers did exactly but like you'd have naruto would have his nine-tailed fox mode 
where it was just uh he just had like unlimited yeah chakra for a little bit i think but anyway it was just pitting characters against each other and they're all different stages that you could yeah um you could do training too and you could also just do like one-on-one matches and i don't know if it ever went to four players i can't remember. remember other but yeah it's great. You could go on missions. It would be like, oh, well, you have to do accomplish these things in this amount of time. So you'd have a mission that would say, oh, like use, uh, I don't know, like three substitution jutsus yeah. or whatever, where you could replace it. Yeah, and use that in this certain amount of time in this match or whatever. So it wasn't super amazing. It was just for the time. We really, awesome. really liked that game. Um, there's a Naruto... RPG series for the DS and Game Boy that I really want to play sometime. I hear they're decent. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I really liked Naruto right up until Shippuden, and then I kind of lost interest. And I have finished the series just for completion, but man, it gets so fucking yeah. convoluted and it. gross. It's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for don't sure. Watch it. And even reading it, it's, it's, and even it's then... a mess, man. It's, it's, it's so confusing. Uh, hey, but you know, Baruto. That's funny, though. I heard that. No, go. I'm just Sorry. saying, Baruto is your. You can just watch that now if you want to get start fresh. <laughs> mm, don't do that. It's bad. It's just. It's funny that you say that you had to like read the rest of it just for completion's sake because I know so many people that do not like the series anymore and find it extremely fucking annoying. But they had to kind of go back and look because there were answers to questions that we asked as when, when we were children, like. It gets fucking stupid. They're like reincarnated forms of gods. It does. It gets so dumb. dumb. And and Naruto's obsession and and Sakura is the same. Their fucking obsession with Sasuke is is like troubling. They need to see a ninja guidance counselor or a ninja therapist because there's some fucking (laughs) big issues with that whole thing. Yeah, they're by far the as the three main characters some of the worst characters in a fucking show. I actually liked Naruto a bit towards the end but it's just because he was he would take not as much of an idiot he even though he's still an idiot yeah but well, shikamaru is the best, best but shikamaru is pretty great too yeah <laughs> I, there's things I like with the series uh, the fight scenes especially when uh, the mm-hmm. other studio would animate them were gorgeous uh but yeah that that's a weird mm-hmm. ass series it became too bloated i think yeah oh it was bad so bad I think he wants to, wanted to end it for so long, but they were just like, no, we have to continue All right, well, it. here so comes be some... like, okay, well, you just defeated the most powerful person. Here's another more powerful person. No, it's not. No, Dragon Ball is simple. No, no, it's not. No, what? No, because Dragon Ball kept the story simple. Simple. There are simple stories to understand. You didn't get convoluted. They didn't throw a fucking thousand characters into it. It's the same basic cast. Yeah, the power level. Shots fired. Oh, my God. The, 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 the power level thing is true, however, it never got nearly as confusing, and they did not have fucking 18 chapters where you don't even see the main character, because you're seeing a fucking other character every other chapter. I, no, 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 those are not comparable. <laughs> with with Naruto, that didn't dad, happen, dad, because dad. Naruto, when I, when I started uh, reading Naruto, because I've never really, I've never really watched the anime, mm-hmm. I, I read the whole thing. And it, That's a smart <laughs> thing to do. And it was over, anime. like... Two years ago? Yeah, I think so. Finally? Or the manga was. The anime? Uh, I don't know. You could say it's... Uh, yeah, Bar- Boruto is going on, so... Boruto, but... <laughs> Boruto. Yeah. I read the whole thing, and I read, I read it for, like, ten years, you know, watching... I, I mean, reading, you know, week, every week, the the mm-hmm. next ending, just... just yeah, it'll get worse and worse and worse, and yep. so painful, because Naruto is probably, um, in my in my opinion is as rich, if not 
richer than Dragon Ball. I think I think it's it's it's, the setup the setup is better. Is, it's it is. better, but it just it just went it went it, it went for too long. That that's, is his biggest that problem. Really, yeah. that's yeah. what it really is, right? <laughs> well, uh, here's a couple of um, honorable mentions of games: Astro Boy Mega Fa- Omega Factor for Game Boy Advance. I've been playing it lately. Also done by Treasure. Really fucking hard. Hard game. Uh, but it's neat because you can basically you meet characters in the game. And as you do, you get like uh, stat increases and power ups and stuff. And so there's like light RPG elements to a side scrolling uh, platforming game that also has some occasional horizontal shooter levels. And uh, another game is I can't I haven't played it since I was oh, fuck. I must have been in high school. And it's a Sailor Moon game for the Super Nintendo called Sailor Moon or, or, or Bisojo Senshi Sailor Moon Another Story. And it was a JRPG, and that's the reason how I found it in the first place. But it's a JRPG uh, with Sailor Moon characters, well, w- based on Sailor Moon. So, you know, it looks like Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. uh, but it was, it was fucking Sailor Moon. It never came over here. Kind of wanted it, actually, to be honest. I, I wonder how it holds up, but I'm just looking at some screenshots of it, and it looks like pretty, pretty Final Fantasy-ish. Developed by, developed by Bandai. There we go. Uh, which, yeah, I like Bandai. So, anyways, <laughs> check, uh, check. You feel free to check it out. That's all. That's all I brought today with me. Do you guys have any other games? I know we're really far on time today. It's, uh, oh, oh, oh! Hamtaro, Hamtaro. Please do. Sorry, I'm just gonna mention it. I have it. Hamtaro for the Game Boy Advance. Heartbreak. I can't remember Ham, which Ham one, but like that, it was right? a good one. Yeah, I. Yeah. You dance in it. Uh, I can't remember. It's good. If it's the one I'm thinking of, you run around and you learn new, new like. Yeah chat options That's yeah sounds, and then and then familiar. it's like an adventure game i think it's weird if it's the same one mm-hmm. but anyways him taro yeah. check it out all right let's end it we can always do a s- sequel i know this what is the fucking oh yeah i want to dedicate this episode to retro revolutions he's a part of the cartridge club and he picked up on, on weibo once in one episode and every once in a while he brings it up so this is for you buddy um <laughs> this is the, the weebiest that we'll ever get but please feel free to enjoy oh, so Shelby's so amazing weird. story of her being a Naruto ninja. That's mm-hmm. the highlight. Nar- <laughs> Naruto. Naruto. Oh, is the term? <laughs> I know. I believe oh, you. Oh, I'm serious. Oh, my God. That's the best. <laughs> All right. Anyways, enjoy the episode. Sorry it's long, but uh, you got some good stories out of it, at least. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, CartridgeClub.org. Bonus barrel on SoundCloud and Twitter and iTunes and all that crap. Uh, if you're listening to it, you already know where to go anyway, so it's kind of redundant. So, or you share it with a friend, I guess. Oh. Uh, thank you for listening. This is Rob. And Shelby Son. This fucking Shelby Son. I had to.